It's car con carne. Let's eat in the car. It's car con carne. And welcome to Carcon Carney. Welcome back to the working week. I'm James Van Also, the show tonight brought to us by our friends at Siren Records in McHenry over there, over there uh, on Main Street. My my guest tonight, he is a long celebrated Chicago singer songwriter. Uh, we love this guy, Steve Dawson. Hello, Steve. Hey, how are you? The new album at the bottom of a canyon in the branches of a tree is coming out on the venerable Pravda Records label on July 16th. And just to kind of set the, set the tone for where these songs are coming from and these very introspective, almost moody songs, uh, you were in a pretty dark place for a while over the past several years, weren't you? Yeah, I would say so. I'd say so. Um, that sort of started around the time of the last election and then... Um, we had some deaths in the family. My wife's, both of my wife's parents passed away uh, at the end of 2017. And yeah, it just sort of sent me into like a, what's the point of anything kind of situation. Well, you just walked away from music and said, I, I don't know if I can do this anymore. Yeah. And, you know, I just felt like I was kind of going through the motions and uh, didn't feel like writing anything. And I quit some of the bands I was in. I stayed, Dolly Varden is still alive, but um, I didn't quit that one. But we also don't play very often. But I quit. Uh, I I was a side, a side man in a handful of bands. So I sort of discontinued those projects and just sort of like tried to see what it would be like to not play shows and not write songs. And um, it was actually really helpful. It was this like imposter syndrome at the time. Like you just didn't think like you're doing the right stuff or you just weren't feeling it. I wasn't feeling it. It was more of a chore. It wasn't, there was no joy in it. Yeah. It was kind of joyless and more of like every time I had a show or something, I would be like, Oh, I don't want to do that, which is not a good place to be. Certainly not. I mean, music should be, should be joyous. Even if it's sad, music should be, so you know, a sort of spiritual, uh, I don't know, <laughs> celebration of some kind or a transcend and an, an aim for transcendence on some level. So, yeah, that was not happening. So you mentioned Dolly Varden. You have been a part of the Chicago music scene for many years now. I mean, dating back to the, the 90s, if, if not earlier. Oh, earlier, even uh, Stump the Host was. That's right. Was uh, 88 to 92, 93. I guess the first question, Steve, is how come you don't age? <laughs> I do. It's all on the inside. Okay. <laughs> that makes sense because <laughs> you, you don't look it. Uh, so having been in this scene, this market, this music community for as long as you have, I, I mean, you've seen the highs and the lows. I mean, you've, you've for ill and for well. <laughs> yeah. What, how would you, we'll talk more in depth about your music, but how would you characterize the Chicago music community? Wow. I mean, the current or just over the, or maybe, of, maybe the evolution from stuff yeah. to host through the present. I mean, if you can, uh, how would you characterize? Well, there was a lot fewer bands in the late eighties. And it seemed like 
everyone was kind of in their own little little community. People didn't intermingle as much then. But it was, everyone was kind of siloed, to... siloed at that point. Yeah, yeah. So, like now, I, I, you know, I play music with lots and lots of different people, and everyone, you know, we share lots of musicians playing everybody else's bands, and it's there's a real communal situation that's great, that's wonderful. Um, that was not happening at all, and and it could be because I was new to town, and I didn't know that many people, but. Um, it didn't seem like I, like that was a thing that was going on then. It was easier, I think, to get shows because there were fewer bands. <laughs> and um, I think there was also fewer venues. That's probably true, yeah. But Chicago, the entire time, has been a place where people will go out to see music and will go out to see original music, which yes. is, uh, I've learned, is very unusual. Not a I, lot of cities have that. I, I've had people tell me that over and over through the years, and I just my only experience is Chicago, and that's yeah. like I, I can't even imagine a scene where it's punctuated with half cover bands. Most cities you go to, if you're touring, you know, you look at their list of what's coming or what's been. The half of the bands are, you know, the an REM cover band or a you know, Bob Seger cover band or something like that. By the way, at this point, I would take an REM cover band because I yeah. missed the band. Right. I would, I, would, I would settle for an REM cover band. I'd be good with that. <laughs> yeah. But I guess the reason why I was kind of looking at this from a broad perspective, for you to have been in and around this music scene as long as you have, to have kind of lost lost the, the passion, the drive, everything, that's a pretty pretty dramatic thing for someone who's contributed so much. Yeah, and it could have been that I was—I had been just sort of going and going and going for so many years that I needed to take a sort of like a take a reassessment and take a break. So, what relit the spark? Um, two things. One was my friend Jenny Benjamin and I put together a songwriting group that would meet once a month, and the only requirement was you had to bring a new song. For the group and it's about um six people and we started it in the middle of 2018 and it's still going we just met this last weekend so that is one thing and the other was this um right like in december of 2017 after diane's uh father had died I got an email announcement from Richard Thompson. He does this uh, yearly guitar and songwriting camp in the Catskills. Wait, wait, wait is, is this a different? Is this a different Richard Thompson that plays guitar, or is this Richard no, Thompson? Richard the, Thompson, the the Richard Thompson, the 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 genius, you know, legend. British. Yeah. yeah. So he does a thing where he just for a week sits in the mountains and talks about songwriting and guitar to you know to a group of, I don't know, maybe 60 people. And I've always wanted to go, but it's pretty expensive. But this that year I just said, you know, I'm doing it. I'm going to go. And it just so happened that his uh, his guest for the week was Patty Griffin, who's another person who I just, I, I'm a huge fan. Mm-hmm. Um, and so going out there that summer, that was about, 
this time of year um, and spending a week around them really made me remember why I started writing songs in the first place. You know, this sort of purity of it and the intention of it and also the level that they both create at and continue to. Patty Griffin is, I think, exactly my age and um, Richard Thompson, I'm not sure how, he's probably almost 70, I guess. And he's never stopped, right? I mean, he's, right. he's kept at it since he was like 19. So, um, yeah, that was the thing that really gave me a kick in the kick in the pants. And, the, and I thought, well, okay. Um, and I came home from that just fired up to write and record and make a new record and to sort of like just write straight into the things I was thinking and feeling. And, and here we are at the bottom of a canyon yeah. in the branches of a tree. <laughs> Uh, I, I love the way it was written in the press release. I don't usually read press releases or quotes in press releases, but I thought this was really eloquent. The album revisits depths that many of us have experienced in recent years and takes us to heights to which we all aspire. I mean, it kind of represents the the highs and lows of what's going on here. And it, yeah. there is in, in, inspirational kind of stuff. I do. The, the whole album starts with, I think, one of the best lines on the album, the first line on the album. Uh, it's not going to be all right. So what are you going to do about it? Which, you know, that was the thing that kept coming back to me because over the last couple of years, as just these awful things keep happening, um, the pandemic being, I guess, the latest, but prior to that, it's, you know, all these shootings and um, just these awful things that keep happening. It's just like, at some level, people would say, oh, it's going to be all right. It's like in some of it's at some point you're just like, no, it's not going to be all right. This is not all right. Mm -hmm. And yet here we are. We have to continue, right? You're not, you can't just fall to the ground and not do anything. So, yeah, that was, <laughs> as, uh, that was a thought that definitely was prominent in my mind. And uh, it seemed like the right thought to open the record. Yeah, it's like a mission statement. And the song in particular yeah. is This Is All There Is. And then that's how the album opens. Uh, I love the the first single, uh, Twenty Two Rubber Bands. It has these like shimmering keyboard sounds uh, <laughs> that I just love. Uh, you go you go pretty falsetto on this, uh, and there's a big full bass line. I think that was a wise choice to come out of the gate with. Oh, thanks. Yeah, that was Ken uh, at Providence' idea to to put that one out first, but it seemed like a good idea. I mean, I, I always. It seems to me like on my records, I have a lot of pretty heavy songs and then at least one song that is just sort of over the top joyous, <laughs> maybe to, to sort of balance things out mm -hmm. on some level. So this was definitely the fun song on the record. And um, yeah, I had a lot of fun making it. There, there's probably a life lesson in the song, The Spaces In Between. I made a wish. It did not come true. I found other things to do. <laughs> right some one reviewer said the album is filled with resignation but which is true but it's not in a i mean it wasn't an even in a negative way it's just kind of true it's just kind of like all right okay <laughs> it, I, I look at this as figuring shit out in a cynical time yeah exactly exactly and, and uh one song that is a little less clear to me or maybe how literal is hard time friend you you, you tell oh. a story in this song Oh, that one's real literal. That's um, that's me moving to Chicago 
and meeting Diane. So Diane, oh, that, that's like, your origin story. Yeah, that, that's like getting bitten by the radioactive spider. That's what we're getting right there. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Diane would be the radioactive spider in that. The road trip through Ohio yes. in the rain. Yeah, yeah. I drove through Ohio. We blew a tire out, and uh, s- thankfully, some some kind-hearted other travelers stopped to help us because we were doomed. So it is a very emotional, contemplative album. Uh, you plug the guitar, the guitar in for the title track. Yes, I, I like that. It's, it's a smoky, bluesy song towards the back of the album. Yeah, you know, I originally had, I had a doubles al- a double album worth of recordings that I, you know, so I came back from that that workshop week workshop at the Richard Thompson thing. And I recorded a ton of stuff. So there were more songs with like electric lead guitar, but, um, as I pared it down to a single album, cause that just seemed like a smarter idea in the current yeah. <laughs> world. Um, that was the only one with a lot of, lot of guitar on it that remained. But, um, yeah, I had a ton of fun playing that. I mean, I, I mean, I think that one is pretty obviously a nod to Neil Young and Crazy Horse, which I just, you know, I love Neil. I love everything about Neil. I love his his songs. I love his guitar playing. I love his singing. Um, so, yeah, I just went full Neil Young on that one. I love it. And as we talk about some of the more emotional sounding songs on the album, I will never stop being sorry. To me, that song sounds so personal. I, I feel almost uncomfortable listening in. I feel like I shouldn't be I shouldn't be listening. I should I should skip through to the next song because you're you're sharing too much. Yeah, that's true. Um I feel that way sometimes about Joni Mitchell's songs, you know, it's just like, oh, I shouldn't be hearing this. Um that song was actually written from an assignment that Patty Griffin gave at that thing, which she she played um I put a spell on you by Screamin' Jay Hawkins and then said, use this as a template to write something. So that's where the groove comes from, that doom, 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 you know, the, that 12-8 minor thing. And then she also said, write the song that you're afraid to write. So that's, that was the, that's where that one came from. You know, I have a lot of musicians who, who will watch and listen to this podcast. And I think a great takeaway for them is, here's a guy who we've known for years, primarily through Dolly Varden, but who's been a tremendous songwriter for, for decades running. But even guys like Steve Dawson need to get regrounded sometimes. It's, a, it, it's okay to raise your hand and say, I need to just recalibrate and just figure out where I'm going with this. Yeah. Yeah. I don't claim to have any answers. <laughs> well, I think the answer is listen to yourself. Yeah. 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 Which you did. And you know, you, you kind of, you refound your muse. Yeah. Although hanging out with Richard Thompson would, would do that for anyone, I would think. Yeah, yeah. So here we are. The album comes out in mid-July. Obviously, you're in a different place than when you were when you were a few years ago. Are you feeling good? I'm feeling really good now, actually, yeah. yeah. You've actually got live shows on the calendar. Yeah, quite a few, actually. Quite a few, actually. Uh, the record release show... Do they still call it record? Release? It's on. It's on vinyl. It's a record release show. Yes, it I, is I will always record... call it. A, I will always call it a record release show. Yeah, I like to call it a record release show. Uh, that's happening at Fitzgerald's on the seventeenth. Uh, you are solo 
at Heinani in August? The Heinani is going to be pared down, but it's still going to have um, Alton Smith on piano and Tommy Zender on guitar and Diane singing. So no rhythm section, but... Uh, Great stuff. Yeah. And then you're playing in Evanston with Dolly Varden on Labor Day weekend. Yep. How good does it feel to be able to say, yeah, we got a couple of gigs coming up. Come it's, on out to the show. It's great. I played um I played a just a throw together show at the Montrose Saloon a couple of Mondays ago indoors and no masks and at first it was kind of weird. Yeah. And then within about 10 minutes it was like, all right. <laughs> This feels pretty good. It, it's so. so weird. My office is going to be opening back up in the next couple of weeks where I work and everyone's going to be walking in and they're going to be maskless. And I know it's going to be very strange. Yeah. It's just, just shaking that all off. Yeah, no, I mean, forward. it's been a long time. It's been over a year. So oh, yeah. we've been very, very conditioned to to be afraid. Um, but yeah, it, feel, it felt real good to play music live and... Um, yeah, I'm really, I've put together a great band. Well, let's talk about them. You mentioned Elton Smith, Tommy, Diane, and who else is in the band? John Abbey's on bass and uh, Larry Brown on the drums. It's an all-star cast. Yeah, kind of. I kind of got, I kind of got lucky that everyone agreed to do it. Um, yeah, so we're calling a, the, I'm calling them the Lucid Dreams. <laughs> So Diane named him. So it's uh, Steve Dawson and the Lucid Dreams is the name of this this incarnation of things. I love it. Okay, so the album, again, comes out on Pravda, July 16th. One day after that, we can hear those songs live on Sage, which is awesome, uh, at Fitzgerald's. And Onward and Upward, I'm glad, I, I'm glad this album is what it is. I'm also heartened to know that there's a companion piece just kind of sitting on your shelf waiting for the next go yeah 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 so, so i don't know uh those, that stuff will come out at some point i don't know what the smartest way to do that is but i'll figure it out 